Welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry, where we bring the poets, the pictures, and popcorn. I'm here with my two person, my two, I said purse snatchers, my two <laughs> popcorn snatchers, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Hi. Woo. Where's the what up, man? What? What, what up? up? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Sorry, y'all. I might be a little high. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the 2001 movie, Oh. Yes. Oh. oh not nine. Oh. Oh. <laughs> which is a moving, which is the moving classical tale or the modern tale of Othello. Now, this one is set in a basketball court of a high school. The story focuses on on the young black man named Odin, played by Mackay Pfeiffer, who is convinced that his conniving best friend, Hugo, which is played by Josh um, Hartness, Hartnett, that his girlfriend, um, Julia Stiles, which is her name is Desi, is cheating on him. Of course, what Odin doesn't know is that Hugo is in fact motivating by his own jealousy of Odin's good fortune. This is a sticky situation of a classic um, Shakespearean tradition. The movie was came out in August um, August thirty first of two thousand one, but was pushed back until October because of the Columbine shooting massacre this 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 movie was directed by tim blake nelson which we all know of tim blake because he was on where art thou with george clooney could i just say real quick of course it would be a white guy who directed this movie <laughs> oh, yeah. about like a black victimized character in the like during the 90s <laughs> to early 2000s that's super fucking weird of course that it would be a white guy directing it would it be okay yeah it was it, it was literally on brand for that mm-hmm. in the early 90s and 2000s if you weren't spike lee or um tyler perry You're right if it was like a movie that center had a central main character that was black okay it was a white director and yeah, they would victimize yeah. that yeah. they would either villainize or victimize the black yes. character like the, all the time all the mm-hmm. time yeah that is true that is true. So not surprised that O was directed by a white dude. Because the movie Glory was directed by a white dude. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? The movie Glory was directed by a white dude. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> why, why do you think it was all in Matthew Broderick's perspective? Oh, uh, God damn it. Really? Okay. Well, oh, this movie... you broke my heart. This movie also had cast in it when Martin Sheen, who played the Duke... Rain Phoenix, who played Emily, and Eldon Eldon Henson, who played Roger. If everybody ever knows, Eldon Henson is, is in all the um, I think he looks like the guy in all the um Captain America movies, the the guy that's the the old the old German guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He did look like that. I mean, he might he might not be. He uh, he's says, the one who played Roger, right? He it says here he's played in he's played in movies of Hunger Games. And also, he did. He did also play in. Um, uh, yeah, he played Roger. 
Yeah, uh, but, so, but no, then, you're right. He definitely does look like the guy who plays like that victimized character. Yes. And I'm so sorry to say that to him if he ever graces our podcast. And he played Froggy on Do- Daredevil. Exactly. Yeah. So there we go. That's where I recognized yeah, him. Froggy. He's but funny. yeah, no, he definitely does play that wimpy, victimized character in the same way that Steve Buscemi plays that like weird character all the time. <laughs> I say that with love, Steve Buscemi. If you ever listen to this podcast, you're the best. Oh, oh okay. He is. He is. Who wouldn't want that career? He's done really great stuff. Yeah, like uh, firefighter at first, then a pretty well-known actor. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just a moderate career. Like, he's had a pretty yeah, substantial good high note career. Well, that's Bushimi. This is O, which was the movie was by Jeff Dana, who, in our life perspective, he has done movies like um, Boondock Saints. He's done Green Green Dragon, The Gray Zone, uh, Easter. Oh, great. So he has a pretty good track record of making horrible movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Resident Evil Apocalypse Silent Hill You're just uh, like literally reinforcing exactly. my statement You're not, like, you're not making a better argument for him <laughs> Like He you, did the Kurt Cobain documentary Oh nice he did That also explains good, a lot He also did Good Dinosaur and Stork You know what's insane right now Like what? speaking of Kurt Cobain what? His daughter is literally a year older than him yeah. now Yeah It's trippy now Oh, man. I miss the grunge era. But, since we know this movie is a modern adaptation of a Shakespearean play, which we also seen, um, they've done that with Romeo and Juliet, who also is who is played by um, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. In that, he played Romeo. But in this movie, we have a black man with a lot of white people. You know the funny thing is too, Julius like not like if we're talking about like Shakespearean movies uh-huh. or based movies at least, Julia this is the second movie Julia Stiles played in yes. that was the like based on mm-hmm. Shakespearean movies. What's or, the other like one? script. Ten Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger. I heard about that. Oh, it's the quintessential teen romance drama comedy. But what's it that was that adaptation of? Uh Lady in the Shrew, or um, really? Taming of the Shrew, Taming of the Shrew, really? where like the whole essential plot line of it is, I mean, it's exactly like plot for plot is the movie, except right. it's mm-hmm. like played in like modern day, aka nineties era high school, where the uh, male figure is trying to get the eldest do- someone to date the eldest daughter by bribing someone else to do it, so that way he can in turn date the younger daughter who he has an infect an infection for hmm. affection for i think we might have another movie on the list i'm yeah. all for that that was <laughs> the best high school drama romance a comedy romance like, in my opinion <laughs> like it, it it holds second to mean girls for me oh that's 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 high caliber yeah exactly so what about your thoughts on oh oh Honestly, all I could think about was that Key and Peele skit where they were talking about Othello. (laughs) (laughs) 
Really? Which was better written than the yes! movie. Yes! Like, they're just like, Othello, that's my shit. And then they get mad at Othello. <laughs> like, no, 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 my favorite thing was like, they were talking, was like, dude, a man of the melanonin is sleeping with a white woman and he doesn't get punished? And they're like super excited. And then they do that little like intermission ends. Then another screen later, they're pissed that Othello died, and they like they they trap Shakespeare, and they're like trying to get him to like answer for like why they killed off a black man, and Shakespeare tries to like make them run off or trick them by going, "Isn't that Con- Troubadour Kanye of the Troubadour West? Kanye, <laughs> Kanye of the West is?" And they're like, "Oh no no no, we're not gonna fall for that trick again. We do <laughs> again. not we do not purchase this." That, but <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, no, this whole movie reminded me of that Key and Peele skit. It wasn't the best movie. I feel like, like I said earlier, like of course it'd be a white dude who would direct a mainly white cla- cast with a black main character okay. and victimize him or either villainize him. But I mean, it also had like AJ Johnson and as the as the um, well, barely like, yeah. he barely had like two minutes of screen time, and he was a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so that immediately villainized him, like especially in '90s and 2000s era right. when the drug war was like barely hitting its end note. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's just like completely in line. Oh, also, you want to know how I could tell this was a '90s movie without reading it up on Wikipedia? They talked about enrolling into Duke after prep school. <laughs> they they were prep school students wanting to get into Duke. Yes. In the early 90s to or late 90s to early 2000s. Well, that's that's how you make a 90s movie. Mhm. Without telling me it's a 90s movie because Duke was the college basketball team back mm-hmm. in the day. Your thoughts on device? Trash. This was trash. This is a horrible adaptation. Um, 30 minutes in, the plot just feels like it <laughs> fell down the stairs, and then they picked it up in like random parts and didn't get all the pages. Um, and, God, it's so 90s white guy director, because it's like, how many times can I work white people saying the N-word into this? Oh, um, yeah. And do it super- like overtly racial rape play scenes that these kids are talking fantasizing about and make it feel edgy yeah this movie did not age well like no no i will like and and i'm willing to admit like there were certain topics that they talked about that were like really good but this Mm -hmm. movie did not age well it did not age well like mulan but (laughs) but (laughs) mulan just came out so, but I'm saying this one is 2001. It's okay. Mulan will never age God well. Dog, I will never let this go on my grave. Like I will die, and on my gravestone, it will still say, "My death was better than Mulan." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wrong. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> I like that I have you at a loss for words. That's just, just like really. That's. That's the end. yeah. That's the end result right there. It's just wow. Okay, but let's let's go for line, let's go for line by line stuff. Let's go for some lines and stuff. All right. So we already know that um, Josh Harden played Hugo, and the Duke, which was played by Martin Sheen, have a kind of a they have a relationship, but it seems like his father really you know 
Well, Martin Sheen really seemed like he doesn't really give a damn about Hugo. And Martin Sheen was like, I, I ain't going to say this is Martin Sheen's best. No, it's not. No, By it, a long it, shot. I mean, it, he just played literally this role when he got cast. It was like, so I'm going to be myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, was, I totally thought Hugo was Emilio. I'm like, you can just swap those two out. And- oh. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but see, you think Emilio Estevez would look good as a young kid? No, again? no, no. I'm saying Martin Sheen's relationship to Estevez yes, yes. would the, mirror the, the relationship the Duke had to wow. Hugo. Wow. I, can, I, can I mean, like, it was pretty in line for Martin Sheen. Like, I think that role, I mean. He sucked at it, though. I mean, that was, he was totally phoned it in. It was like, man, I just got to make enough of them. I this feel like, to, like because he's an addition to the house. I don't know. I feel like he sucked, which made him perfect for that role because he sucked as a father figure for sure. Well, but his act, like, he's done so many other really good roles. Like, this was truly phoning it in. Well, I mean, this movie itself was phoning well, it in. That's true. Like, the only selling point it had at the time, which I think, was Julio Stiles and Josh Hartnett, because they were such mm-hmm. heartthrobs. Like, mm-hmm. I literally remember them being, like, fucking heartthrobs back in the day. All I could think of when we were pulling up this movie was the line from Schitt's Creek, where uh, David Rose says, supporting a Julia Stiles venture is never a wrong decision. Oh... <laughs> I, I can't knock that. I, it's I really kind of like how Agnes talked about Haley Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Julius Stiles has been used as the go uh, the go to girl to all movies that need an interracial couple. Yes, she was. Yeah, she was like the quintessential like teen romance choice, like back in the. But day. I mean, she, she did a lot of films where it was interracial relationships. I don't recall that too much, to be honest. Save the, the last, last dance. dance. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> I also love that you both said it like in sync at the same time. Like one of you guys needs to jinx the other and buy the other the coke. <laughs> okay, okay, but but okay. Let, let's. How do you feel about Mackay Pfeiffer's? I mean, I know this is like maybe it's, I think it's his third. I think this was like his second or third movie after Clockers. This is like a second or third movie that he was doing. So and that was the and that was a Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about his acting? Did you feel like everyone's acting was just subpar or? Well, yes, everyone's acting was subpar. I, f- I mean, did they give? Did I mean did, would they been any different if they were talking in Shakespearean, like they did with um no. Juliet? Here's I, the thing: I feel like if you did it during the current day, that like to do a movie like full Shakespearean. Would have been fine because it wouldn't been it would not have been a career killer like it would have been in the nineties and two thousands when right. the internet was not as prevalent as it is now. Cult, I, I feel like anything that was a cult classic back in the day would easily gained viral traction. Now, right. if you did a Shakespearean movie in full Shakespearean dialogue, if it fills mainstream media, it definitely would have found a foothold in internet culture. Hmm. Yeah, think about that. Like anything with the internet has become a very strong niche. Vinyl culture mm-hmm. before Reddit, before the internet was still going strong, but like the internet has turned it into like a fucking monster. <laughs> so like I feel like if they did a movie like if they did an actual like if they did O again now and gave it full Shakespearean 
uh, lines, it still would have done fine. You'll find an audience. But 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 in your mind, you would not care for it. Mm-hmm. No, I think this movie in itself was bad. I mean, Mike Mikel, great actor. I think he like. I still think it was bad, but <laughs> but you could tell out of all the other actors, he really did try. Mm. He was a very emotional actor and character compared to all the other characters who were just so dead. I counted about twenty to fifteen to twenty five bros. In this movie. Oh, you could have turned this into a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, you could have. With alcohol poisoning. Yeah. With alcohol poisoning? That's how it would result. There's so many damn bros. There's a lot of bros. There's a lot of the N-word. There's a lot of black discussion. But it wasn't, it was like with, a Kanye but, but it wasn't with white people. I mean, it wasn't with black people. Right. It was white people Oh yeah, like a Kanye to, concert. Oh, yeah. This movie is now the modern era version of performative culture. Wow. It mm-hmm. is. They talked about, they brought up some pretty solid points about being black in America. Okay. That's been discussed now, but I feel like with it being in the 90s, that probably was edgy. If we looked at it now, that was that would have been super performative. Well, just to get you back, this movie was done in 1999, but it didn't come out until 2000. Well, it was supposed to come right. out in 2001, but it got shelved. What was it shelved? No, because they shifted it because the, the Columbine, Columbine shooting Martin. and because this has a high school shooting, they were afraid of copycats. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was really young for that one then. Like, I don't Damn, I was in graduate might be, school. Might be, might be, might be, No, but no, I remember that. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I remember some parts of that, like that being discussed, but like I, I forget that was like a big thing. Right. But I do remember because like I got really big into Marilyn Manson when I was in high school, and I remember like for like prior to him being a complete shitbag these days, that was like one of his big points besides being like an edge and shocking musician and performative individual. He did really advocate for being anti-war and anti. Bullying. Mm-hmm. Right. I do recall, like when the Columbine, like, like watching one of his interviews, like when the Columbine shooting was going on, like he was going, like, did anybody take a chance to listen to the, those two kids who actually acted out on them? They're just as big victim, much mm-hmm. as the victims as all the kids that they killed. And I remember that being controversial. Mm-hmm. Literally. So, okay, so let's 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 go on some some of the cast members. What did you think about um, Roger? Did you think he was a sniveling little? They played the little sniveling weasel, as he as he should mm-hmm. have. Was it, yeah, Hugo? I think he played a sniveling little weasel. But there was something that brought something about him that really did touch me, though. Oh, his bullying scene when he he when got the, bullied. Oh when, yeah, it wasn't like like it wasn't when when like a uh, Hugo talked him into doing whatever fucking right. shit he did and he got bullied as a result. Right. It was he unintentionally because he wanted to be feel included in a basketball like but by just being a participant in right. watching a basketball game like their dunk contest I think. Yeah. He sat there then Michael and his pal just started berating him, yeah. calling him the F bomb like that was such a human like that brought a lot of humanity in his character in my opinion because you saw hmm. like his care the actor actually did really good in making him look really hurt yeah. like about to be close in tears without really having to say anything 
Wow, that changed that changed my whole perspective on him now. And what was your perspective? <laughs> well, I, I thought well, I thought that um he was a as a rich kid, he did want to get inclusion and always and I saw Hugo was using that as his advantage to keep motivating him to do things he wanted to do, like, you know, call to uh, talk about a rapes, you know, talk about um Odin being raping Desi mm-hmm. and getting the uh, getting the dean to actually call them over. And then at the end of it, they find out who did it, and you know, basically Odin is basically basically punching the crap out of this kid while the kid's getting held while um, mm-hmm. Roger's getting held up, and you know, basically say, "If ever do that, you know, I'll kill you." And then even the fact of, even the fact of, yes, the that you're right, the flick, the ear flicking scene did make him a little more human, but. He still wanted he the whole thing seemed like he wanted Desi for some reason. I think well, he wanted to be with Desi. Oh yeah, no, he totally yeah. wanted to. I mean, don't get shit twisted. Like I still think that he like it, it's like you said, he's a sniveling little weasel of a character. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, after watching that scene, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of him and his actions in perspective for me. If anything, that him as a character shows you that money can't buy you acceptance. Yeah, because he's the rich kid. Yeah, he he's, he's also the dean's son. No, is he the dean's son? I thought I Hugo thought he, Hugo is the head coach's son. Right, right. Hugo's the head coach's son. But I but thought dean, I know Desi that that was the dean's son. Oh, the dean's shit, daughter. You're right. You're right. You're right and yeah. then um and then um uh Roger was he was just a rich kid. That Hugo would use because remember yeah, Hugo yeah, went yeah, to yeah, his yeah, room yeah, and yeah, yeah. saw the pigeons or the swans. Well, swans or pigeons? Those pigeons. It was doves, pigeons. Those doves. doves, doves, doves. There we go. And, and the he was and yeah, yeah, and he was like, you got all this, you know. Basically, you got all this, and y'all rich kids never appreciate anything. He also easily managed to convince Roger to give him a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was probably like a million bucks back in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking long ago you think this is? It feels like forever. I was like barely. It a, does. But so I was, was barely nine. June, so I was barely nine then. So <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel you make me feel old, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm just Anywho. telling you the truth. Yeah, that's true. You are. Anywho, so so of every so Michael's character. What do you think about Michael's character? The Mike character. He was he was the one that was that um, Hugo would basically use as his um, Patsy. For um for against Odin for Odin's jealousy, basically he would mess around with Desi. He um he basically was t- when he was talking about the other girl Brandy, calling her a hoe and stuff. He was basically acting like he was saying it about um Desi and having um Odin being in the room listening, overhearing them talk, and said, "Yeah, man, you still trying to get there? Yeah, man, I'm trying, man. But you know, you know how these hoes are." And he's like. Oh, 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 oh. What, did we feel? Did we feel the kind? Of, did we feel anything about Mike before he got shot? I didn't feel anything about Mike throughout. I mean, I mean, I know he that, that performance was so flat and bland, and he he's a character that disappears as soon as he's you know shuts his mouth or goes off screen. You know? Oh yeah, it's it was just, definitely phoned in. I mean, it, again, like I said, typical nineties fare. Mm-hmm. So, and what about um, Josh Hortman's character, the Hugo Hartman Hartman's character, Hugo? Oh, well, actually, let's look that back. 
Desi's character, Julia Styles. Did we feel that Desi, um, Julia Styles had agency in herself in this one? Oh, or she, she was just a prop? She totally did. Are you kidding me? She totally did. The moment um, Odin, which, by the mm-hmm. way, again, for a block, like not even as a character, but like as a block person, and this just could be me, but dude, you literally named your, as a parent, you named your block child Odin? Yeah, a Norwegian? <laughs> well, and it's Odin James. OJ was yeah. no coincidence in how they named this kid. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the problem is with Mikhail Pfeiffer is he's not big enough to play off the role, either physically or as an actor. If you've seen Othello done on stage, mm, Othello is this imposing yeah. character that kind of kind of again yeah like i said I, I all i could think about was that key and pill sketch where yeah. they were like just like so happy that a black dude was like a badass and slept with a white woman and didn't get killed yet <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah no i i i don't know like i just see odin and then like, like i don't buy him as this cocky basketball star like, maybe, maybe one, he either. needs to be taller, and two, he's got to have a lot more of an attitude. Like, he doesn't carry himself in a way that matches how they've written the character. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with the personality part. I don't mm. I don't know about the dominance of appearance or, mm. like, stature, purely because he kind of fits, again, and I, I hate to keep bringing this up <laughs> when we're, like, barely even, like, 20 minutes in, but, like, again... 90 he literally fits into that 90s aesthetic already so mm-hmm. like like he did like whether he was like tall enough or not like i like he just fits into that like 90s pretty boy look he does the 90s pretty boy but if he's supposed to be this mm-hmm. you know basketball star at that point you're looking at guys in high school who are you know six, six three six four you know this guy was more of a point guard size than like mm. the center with this magical dunking yeah. ability and that stuff. is true yeah like he didn't he didn't have the big man persona no. going on like he definitely had the center or point guard mm-hmm. thing going on where you you could potentially teach him like if a good coach could potentially teach him to be aggressive right. but they 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 try to use that as a a point a pushing point to all the things he do just like you know him able to dunk cuz he's so mad able to dunk and break the back the backboard i mean of course that was like right off the space jam Mm -hmm. jordan in the bulls yeah like yeah exactly teen wolf space jam jordan in the in the bulls jordan returning to nba after baseball era right but i'm saying using using that as a, a a turning point to his anger that he's so oh, no. angry that he'll actually be able See, to dunk so hard. See, and I never so mind him in any of those anger scenes. My turning point, really? was, my turning point I saw was him and when another black guy going, "This ain't you, man. Really, this ain't you. Really." Oh, when Dale, when when he went up to Dale and got, Dale was going to give him some bought drugs. Yeah. I was like, okay, this this was a really forced scene. All of it was though. Like every time he got mad, I had a feeling when they yelled "cut," he just got a little powder touch up and sipped on some diet coke, and then you uh, know, like yeah, there was just yeah, not yeah. that. Again, I'm brought back to Key and Peele again, but to another <laughs> sketch where where the di- white director tells Key's character, or uh, yeah, Key who plays like a British actor trying to play like a 
black gangbanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're doing so great. Then he turns to Peel or uh, Peel's character, mm-hmm. who isn't, who actually grew up in the hood, right. and he's trying to act as someone from the hood. He's like, but I'm not getting it from you <laughs> because you're not a British actor, right? Without any kind of accommodation. He's like, man, I like everything about this movie gives me Key and Peel skit. Wow, like Key and Peel. <laughs> Literally had this movie in mind, in my opinion. When they wow, moved. now I want Jordan Peele to direct uh, his adaptation of Othello. That's what I want. That'd be see. boss. That'd be boss as hell. Yeah. Wow. And do you want him to modernize it, or you want him just to basically do it the way that? No, I want him to put it into his version of it. Whether that I think she- it'd be more of a horror. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he we could s- really work with this. Oh, you know, that would like, be awesome. Yeah, like for a man who's been in comedy all of his life, right? He's directed the shit out of shit. Yeah. Like his first movie, um, Get, Get Out. Out. You never would have thought that was like his first director. Yeah, no, he's debut. a great director. I'm just honestly hoping right now he doesn't fall into the M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yes, yes. Mm. Because M. Night had the same stats. Right. But then great he started to become predictable. De- yeah, exactly. Like great directorial debut. Then everything starts to become middling. Like, we already see that with Us. I personally think Us was great, but then, like, it was lukewarm to some people, so. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find a... Oh, well, we're going off tangent. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So, you're going to have a lot of editing. All the no. hosts, if you no. choose to include this, are, like, literally legitimately too on right now. We're all too on. <laughs> The rapes, well, <laughs> the rape scene, <laughs> or would it be? Yeah, it would considered. A, we looked at it. So she said stop. So technically, it would be considered a rape scene, but he continued. Yes, because he continued. But she, from his basic anger, it's just like once again the anger thing. He saw Michael in the mirror and thought in his mind that. How dare he? And she, he, she, and basically she got the brunt of it. You know what? I thought this was a great scene. Not because whatever, but the context of it. And I remember watching this scene and was surprised by it because I did not remember or think that a conversation point like this would be that early on. How so? We hear about this all the time where consent is not just saying it's okay at first and then it's a blanket statement nowadays. Like, you can consent by saying yes and then later on as the act is going on and your partner deems it to be not okay is then considered rape. I was surprised to hear that it was a conversation point. Oh, okay, okay. This early on, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess so. It's a prevalent conversation point now because it's reached enough ears. Mm-hmm. It's had enough people to microphone it right. to, for it to be a serious conversation. Right. But me being who I am at this point in life, at my age, I just didn't realize it was a conversation point even before then because it didn't gain as much traction then. So that's why it surprised me. And it makes me happy that it was still a conversation point then. It just makes me really sad that it's now become this big of a topic 
20 years later is what I'm saying. Because she did have a talk with Emily about yeah, exactly. the, sec- yeah. the, the act. And, yeah, you know. exactly. Like it was even then, like, it, like they even like, like legitimately physically even showed it too. They were okay. They were both enjoying each other and the event itself and the action itself. But then he got rough and she said stop. And then it will go ends in a very weird moment where they're just on he's on top of her. There's no point in where he lays off of her. And there's this moment where we see them digest this. It's it just happened. the event afterwards. Then bam, and we're all just left there going, Is was this a good or a bad moment and then a few scenes later we're hearing them talk about it right i thought that was great i honestly did like it brought up a great conversation i didn't expect a movie from the this era to like actually discuss it you keep you keep acting like this is the 90s dude it it was in 2001 when it came out you didn't have kids when this came out i'm sorry jay-z came out with can I Jay-Z- get a what, what? Yeah, 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 exactly. Jay-Z had his beef of Nas in this era, and everybody considers it, considers it to be the 90s when he had his beef of Nas. They do. Ether, people legitimately, I still hear people legitimately go, Ether came out in the 90s. No, motherfucker, it was 2001 after 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. Touche. <laughs> How'd you feel about Kumanai being a sexual, using the sexual scene? I'm hit or miss on that. How so? I mean, the song in Quemini in itself was like, I okay, after some thought, I mean, at first I I was really uncomfortable with Quemini being on there because like, if it was going to be a sex scene, I kept, like my idiot male brain kept thinking, <laughs> this needs to be a sexual song. Like if you're going to play an outcast song, why couldn't you just play like fresh and clean, like so fresh and so clean, yeah. clean, and they had like those sexual like, choruses. Yeah. But after a while, after thinking about it, dude, Equimini in itself is a pretty good song for this scene. Um, Odin is second-guessing himself and his relationship, and they didn't bring in Big Boy's lyrics. They brought in Andre 3000's yeah. lyrics, yeah. where he's not he's second-guessing him. Yeah. Again, his big best lyrics ever, but... In those lyrics, he's talking about himself being uncertain of himself, yeah. and then he's talking about the uncertainty in life. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so I'm actually okay with that. Like yeah, at first, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm willing to admit, I was uncomfortable with Aquemini being on there, but after some thought, after some under better understanding of the lyrics, I'm cool with it. Hmm. How about all the rest of the ones? Like, um, I think they had, um. Uh, Dude, you want to ride with us from from Corrupt? They had a, they, I want to say like this. They had a lot of songs here that they just like they they threw on the shelf and go. All right, they didn't they didn't pick any. You know, they only picked like like three South songs. Like one one was from um, Master P. Yeah, one was yeah. from Quimini, and then I think I I, I I think the last one was like a Texan one or something. And then all the rest of them were like they, played, they had, like for a movie that was like. Here, obviously purely based on the east coast they did play a lot of like dirty south yeah not not a lot they still play, play they still played a little a, a few of the dirty yeah. south songs yeah. but this is north carolina yeah, it is north carolina it was, oh, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah that's south like i kept thinking they were in the east 
I think it, it was purely also in the East. It is in the East. I mean, it's I think both. it was just purely. I mean, it's still kind of like that happy middle because, like, I because they mentioned Duke, I kept thinking they were like pure East, you know, like East of East. East enough. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I, don't I was know. thinking about the West Coast song. I mean, they played a corrupt and um, a corrupt and Dad Zillager song. That's true. We want to ride with us, and I'm like. But that's a West Coast. Group. That I mean, that's true. I don't know. I feel like there's songs. Kids, these are kids who are supposed to be in North, white kids in North Carolina. I'm not sure they're putting that much thought but, into the hip hop they're listening to. Yeah, no, but it's not, like I was gonna say, like I feel it's the it's the, the, it's the movie the music director Jeff who basically had who had <laughs> first just out Jeff by name. Who yeah. cares? That I mean, music director Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, Jeff, I'm, I'm, some I'm, right, I'm honestly you. right there with Sean. Like outside of Equimini, all the songs felt like it was just like it's because it's popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and, it, and it's not even like an uh, 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 action of the era. Then that's still a thing with Hollywood. It's like, well, the song is popular. We might as well play it. it but I'm also sounds- thinking. White kids in North Carolina, they're going to hear the popular <laughs> rap songs. They're not necessarily going to be invested in East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's whatever's playing on the local rap station. And yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Right? And so that would be what they were listening to is whatever's on the Billboard charts Yeah, they, they they ain't exactly going to care that Outkast upset the Grammys by getting the album of the year. Touche. Do we feel... Okay. Nice question I have. There's, cause there's like three or four tragic scenes in this whole. Week. Basically, let's start. With, let's start with the the whole the whole suicide botch up, where um, Roger was supposed to kill Mike, but he didn't kill Mike. He basically wounded Mike. Some of these kill shots were not kill shots, by the way. We're, we're, we're yeah. going to get there. I'm going to get there. <laughs> also, that's some like expert Hollywood act. Magic. If you hit someone in the back of the head with a crowbar and he doesn't die, no, I didn't think about that. Or you shoot him, you know, above the knee and they fall and they die instantly. Oh yeah. Or he suddenly becomes unconscious. Yes. Video game logic. That's true. <laughs> Respawn. <laughs> Roger dies. D bag. Brandy sees that he killed both Roger and got on uh, Michael, so she drives away. Now, here's the thing that tripped me up. How the hell did Roger make it before Brandy did? Right? Because Roger walked in and um freaking he she he um Odin already already choked out um Desi. Desi. And then Emily walked in, saw what the heck's going on, and then Hugo walked in, even though Brandy came out behind him screaming that, oh my god, he shot blah blah blah. He shot Michael and Roger. And then that guy, that that one kid, um, Jason, runs up, and then you know, knocks the gun away. He's able to knock the gun away, and somehow, some way, Odin picked it up. That's what I just. That's what I call Hollywood magic to its fullest. <laughs> you know what? It, it does. It makes sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> But Hugo shoots Emily and, you know, running out there, having the gun there. And somehow some guy miraculously bopped him down and he knocked the gun out. And you would have thought the guy would have basically, like, they would have tackled him or hold him down, you know, lock him up or, you know, put a put a bind on him because he's basically running out a gun. No, he, he hits him, knocks him down, and then walks away. And then Odin 
He was just trying to be a white cop. Again, like I said, it just makes sense if you don't think about it. That's what just—it's just what Hollywood wants you to think. It—it'll make sense if you think less about it. (laughs) I can't can't because out of the movie, he walks down with the gun. I mean, like how else? How else is Hugo gonna, or how else is Odin gonna believe Hugo if he doesn't think about? Letting Hugo already know about the scarf. I mean, dude, come on. Like, that there, scarf. Th- th- wow. In no fucking setup. In that no scarf w- did more work than any of the actors. <laughs> oh, seriously. Like, I have. N- I did not recall one fucking scene where my, like Odin was like, hey, by the way, BT dubs. <laughs> Hugo, my best friend, apparently. I gave Desi my family scarf. Mother's well, yeah. Which, by the way, a fucking scarf? Seriously? Really? It, it a silk a, scarf? It could have been a ring. Yeah, I, I'm more willing to believe a fucking ring <laughs> than a scarf. <laughs> Do you know how much that shit like does not last? Not at all. And he did say it was like 100 years old. Yeah. Yeah. No, Passed down no, through the family. No, nature is not kind to things that are not metals. I can see that. <laughs> mothballs were invented for this specific reason if you're telling me that scarf does not smell like mothballs I'm calling bullshit <laughs> it only smells like Gina Tay because his grandmother oh, would have been you know going out in the 80s yeah seriously wow. like, like, a fucking scarf like Odin buddy my guy my dude pow buddy well, no they needed something for him to obsess over they needed a strong actor yeah oh, God. So they probably it, had, so it had to be something bigger than a ring, apparently. So hold on. What, okay. Now that, that this keeps coming up, the strong guy, the strong guy. Okay. Who do you think would have been played well on this movie? I don't think there was anything in the direction or what writing that would allow somebody yeah. to play this well. I agree. This movie was just a train Because I thought Hugo, I thought, jo- I thought Josh played a good Hugo uh, in this movie. All the actors in this movie actually were great actors i mean they, they, they've, they've done, done great other things, things. yeah it's like, just, like if, if history has like given us anything like with hindsight like all the actors have gone on to have like pretty good careers like as you said the guy who plays roger yeah was on a netflix show for one of the biggest franchises to date uh the guy who plays odin has been in a few spike lee movies yeah well, spike fucking that. lee is not a director to be ignored Especially mm-hmm. if you want to pay attention to like specific issues, specific topics, Spike Lee is a very important director. True. Josh Hartnett and Julia Stiles had very healthy careers mm-hmm. in their era while they were in their primes. Like, right. and, you know, everybody's got their Green Lantern. This is Martin Sheen's Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Martin Sheen. Uh, Martin Sheen has had a very long and healthy career. <laughs> it's just, the problem was, it's. I mean, yeah, it needed this strong actors, but, but but the director was a fucking piece of shit and didn't whoa, know how whoa, to direct. Whoa, whoa, come on! Tim came off some other movies, and yeah, then I, I don't know if this just, is directorial, but I mean, seriously, I don't know. This one, this one felt exploitive to me. <laughs> yeah, this one felt like he's like, I'm gonna be edgy, but like. 
I'm not ready to be Tarantino edgy. I'm going to be the the Sweet Valley High version of yeah. edgy. Sweet Valley High. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like, at least with Tarantino, he gave the warts and all. <laughs> Legitimately warts and all. This? Uh-uh. We're going to lightly brush the topic by the balls and then leave it alone. And we're just going to incorporate as much racist language and not acknowledge it as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, those sex scenes, sexy talk things, like, it's hard to watch. They're so racist and bad. It's really weird also to hear a white person say, like, say the N-word with the hard R. Mm-hmm. In this movie? Anytime. At, at well, any I mean, time. He, I mean, but it's was, also he... especially jarring to realize that it was, like, still a very commonly used word back in the day. Oh. I think they don't, I mean, because I know Thelo doesn't have that. But in the sense, they had to figure out something that can, you know, to substitute for more. Yes. So that had to be their, their, you know, their little, little stab at. Still, ways to come here. I mean, okay, okay. This is a good. This is a good one. Then, from this to where art thou? Which adaptation played it better? Oh, where art thou was a hundred times better. Oh yeah. Legitimately, yeah. On all <laughs> they treated levels. racism as a joke, which it is, and I'm all for that. I'm also all for you ruining a lynching party, mm-hmm. and then having the said black character make all the white folks dance while they play. Uh, what song was it called? Whatever. They literally he literally made all the white folks dance at a fucking wedding. And literally and they had it was like, hot damn, it's the sw- the swamp bottom boys or something. <laughs> swamp bottom yeah, that's yeah. Swamp bottom I'm boys. all for that. I'm all for that. I'm not all for someone literally using the N-word, hard R by the way, then treating black racial issue subjects with the okay, we mentioned it, we got our allyship points. Mm-hmm. I'm not for that. But was was it more ally or more us against them? Because it seemed like it was more Othello against everyone. Everyone. I mean, that's themselves. the whole point of the Othello. Yeah. That was already the whole point of Othello. Right. But then with the Shakespearean play, though, apparently Othello dies like what third play, third act in, mm-hmm. and then the last act was them dealing with the fallout of it. Right. Ooh. Whereas with this movie, O dies. Hartnett just talks about how he wants to continue being bigger or remembered. Yeah. That wasn't an that was not a no. Odin problem. That was a Hugo problem. problem. Yeah. With light sprinkling of black American problems oh. in the mix. I like how you said sprinkle. It literally <laughs> was. Because again, the narrative ends it's with the Hugo. Jimmy's on the cake of American yeah. racism. Yeah, Jimmy's literally. It was just American. Hugo ending the movie with his thoughts and what he wants and what he promises you, the viewer. After, after Odin goes, it wasn't the black guy who sold crack or whatever. It was because the white folks made mm-hmm. him do this. After they talked about the rape issue, after they talked about, like literally his last line glossed over all those oh, big yeah. issues. Oh, um, oh, oh, you talking about Hugo's last yeah. line. Oh, I was going to say, I thought Odin's last line before he shot himself tried to go through all that. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. But again, for oh, the dis- I just saying. Yeah, like for the discerning 
or right. okay, non-discerning viewer for the viewer who are not like us who don't give a shit about this. Right. The, all they're going to hear after that is, well, Josh Hartnett's character is going to promise to be something bigger. It's not about the black experience. It's not about the female experience of rape. It's about how mm. white dude is right. feeling unheard. I mean, it's so detracted from anything else they tried to do. Mm-hmm. I literally wanted him to go into the Heather song, Teen Suicide, Don't Do It. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the level of, of levity they tried to bring to the end of this. And it was like, oh. yeah, don't feel bad, white people, that you fucked up all of it. We're just going to, you get another pass. Good oh, yeah. You. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Leave the theater. Don't don't think about this anymore. We're going to just kind of just sketch it in the last three minutes of the movie. It's literally any POC by POC talking about colonization issues and then people ta- calling them supremacists for their own specific race. Mm-hmm. No. You <laughs> can call people out. You can call countries out. You can call things out. But that doesn't make you like a race supremacist of any right. means. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we got, but oh, and pointed out about um, Auntie Vice's thought on Odin's um, shot being shot, and he actually died. Was she thought that was a flesh wound? I was well, even well, Odin's. You definitely could have had intervention, like just the organs and stuff in the direction mm-hmm. it was pointed would not be an instant kill by any means, mm-hmm. and you know, anybody who would apply pressure. Until the paramedics get there, you got a shot. Like shooting the dude in the side of the knee, and it's like, no, you don't die instantly from that. Again, not a kill shot. Like they're not doing, and they're people are just falling over dead. It's like the old <laughs> Batman cartoons. Pow, pam. It's but about that level of realism. Also, with this. Yeah, you're right. Like Mike gets hit by a crowbar a few times, and he falls over. He's not like half dead. Right. He's apparently quote unquote completely unconscious. A fucking gunshot bullet's not gonna pull you back into like, a <laughs> conscious world. Like, what? Yeah, this is just somebody's I mean, like, oh, well, you get hit with a bullet and you die. That, that's yeah, how it happens. Yeah, exactly. I, I try to fall asleep during like four hour tattoo, like tattoo sessions. I'm not falling asleep anytime. I'm like gritting my teeth. Like, <laughs> you're telling me a bullet's not gonna wake you up? Bullshit. Right. I mean, the, the Emily girl getting shot—that was full on stomach, you know, fall over. That's yeah. not—I don't know. Like, I don't—I don't know enough about like gun wounds, but like, I feel like a stomach wound is not an instant killer. No, but it will—that'll that'll send you down to the floor. Oh huh? yeah, that's and gonna bleed out. Fast. That's gonna incapacitate you for like a full five minutes. And right, if you but don't, the, it's the, more of the bleed out. Yeah, like it's you, the and, nick um, on the side of the knee that was really just yeah. made me. I'm like. Yeah, it's not a vital organ. Like, I mean, no, a stomach shot. If I'm a, like, if I'm a yeah, correct, but, is like. Five minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes, if without medical care, that will get you killed. Right. Whereas, like a leg shot, is like, dude, homie, no. Tie it off, tie it off, bro. Tie it <laughs> yeah, off. You, 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 you can call, bro, <laughs> bro. You can, call, bro. You can rise the room. You can tie it off. You can like, you you can close up that wound. But I mean, like that was the level of thought they put into every aspect of that movie. Yeah. Again. I think, like, like back to our previous conversation, I personally think all the actors in this had a very healthy career, healthy ability, but... There's just some movie posters you're not going to put up on your wall at home, and this would be one of this them. This is definitely one of them. Well, like I don't know. Like, the it, movie poster looked kind of cool, the, though. Well, well they it just it reminds me of 
the John Leguizamo's um, Cribs episode. Yeah. And they're yeah, going yeah, through yeah, this yeah, dead yeah. and he gets to Mario Brothers and he's like, you never start a project and think, wow, I can't wait for this to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And you're right. Like, no, but like literally like this movie. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. Direct mm. the writing and direction could have done been better. Concur. Uh, significantly. Yeah, like, like I said, no, like this had less subtlety than Forty Year Old Virgin, which is what the the guy wrote after this. No, like, no, he didn't. No, he yeah, didn't. he wrote it, didn't he? Was, I thought he, was, he probably was on the team, but it was run by um Rogue. Right, Jada, but he gets Jada credit. Apatow and yeah, yeah. like that had more subtlety. Oh yeah, this. yeah, sure. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Where's McLovin at this school? Like that's kind of oh, man. What, like McLovin would have well, fit right. Here. Oh, Here's oh. the thing, though. Like, I, and I'm aware bullying in the '90s was like a lot worse. Like, mm-hmm. like from any earlier form of bullying, post 2005, in my opinion, was probably a lot worse. Okay. Than what I've experienced, but like, oh, man, kids are shitty these days, huh? Kids are really shitty these days. I don't know. Like, obviously, as an adult, I don't know anything about like what cyberbullying is going to be like. I know it's pretty bad. I, I I feel like if I was a teenager, like now in the modern era with internet, oh, I would have a terrible time. I already had. Oh, a, yeah. I already had a terrible time in high school. Like, I can't even imagine what it's like now. I am so grateful the internet wasn't a thing, and like Facebook and shit didn't exist when I was in college. No. <laughs> Facebook and my no 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 my bad not Facebook MySpace was a thing for me I remember MySpace didn't exist when I was in college dude MySpace was my life in the day (laughs) search engines were introduced yes my senior year of college drama would ensue from top eight from my day yo my fellow elder emos come on you know you remember this. Elder okay. emos. Elder wow. emos. That's what I am. I'm in the older emo, according to TikTok. I and I accept this role. Oh, I accept this hey, role. TikTok will give you a title. Yes. Sharon and I have aged out of it. Like we're non-existent. I think, according to TikTok. Really? Yeah. We don't look like. It. Okay. So okay, according to TikTok, I'm either an elder emo or I'm a foodie Asian. <laughs> <laughs> you could be both. Yeah, could and, be uh, both. and like I feel like knowing uh, like knowing us, that's a pretty fair description. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it also seems to think I'm a hippie. Yeah, exactly. I saw the pause uh, there. <laughs> well, <laughs> being that we know Some that Marvin has to go into his moments of his elder issues, emo. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> We are going. It's, I'll show you the compression socks after this. That'll make <laughs> you feel young again. I was an emo, damn it! I'm old. Wow. I was the first forebearers of the current emo generation. Well, I think it's now our time to go into snap judgment. <laughs> after just hearing that that bearer go by, yes, snap judgment, where we basically rate the movie that is going on. This is our rating system. So, three snaps. The movie was stellar. Needs all the graces. Makai Fiverr should be the god. I'm not saying anything bad about you, Makai, but this movie did go into a bad spot. Number two, this wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad. Number one, this movie sucked as bad as Michael getting shot with that freak-ass French room. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So we give it in, now made up, in quarter... <laughs> 
<laughs> snap increments. You're welcome. Thank you. We will judge this movie in about three in about the count of three. So as we do, my co-host and I will basically throw our number out after we close open our eyes. All right, everyone, close your eyes. We're gonna do this in three. Two one yep wow oh wow <laughs> i'm the only one they want to have marvin gives it a half wow and and Auntie Vice gives it a one i'm, I'm just only... saying this isn't the worst score i gave okay. at least now, no, I, I, now I gotta listen yeah, to you why you gave know. it a half because it wasn't Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Mulan, so therefore it got a half a star. Half a snap. Not open. produced by Disney. <laughs> it wasn't produced by Disney. It didn't have a white director. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> it didn't have a white director. Yeah. No. I mean, we already covered it. Like, I, I feel like this was a very ingenuine movie. Okay. It explained, in my opinion, at least three really great topics, but did not delve into it. And again, I get it. It was like a product of its era where the early 2000s and late 90s did, never wanted to address any of these three issues at all. They were a lot happier with sweeping it under the rug. but Or making a fun plot point like they did in 16 Candles. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to talk about race like racism against the black community in this movie you don't want to talk about rape culture or legitimate gap the illegitimate gap of wealth inequality during that era yeah no like they've talked multiple times about how a black kid was able to get into this prep school and that he needs to get into duke and then martin sheen talks about how he loves odin like a son and he has no one else but them because he's black we they talked about how um odin's girlfriend essentially got raped but they're not sure if it was considered rape even after she said stop odin literally talks about how his cause was not because of gang warfare or anything like that it was from white culture implementing themselves into his life and his culture which is still a big all three are still a very big mm -hmm. issue but this movie bulldozes over that shit so that's why it gets half a star Still better than Mulan because it still at least represents some shit, whereas Mulan wow. does nothing. Fuck you, Disney. Wow. And okay. you too, Yifun Cho. You're a cunt. Why did you give it a one, Auntie Vice? It wasn't the kindergarten teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Speak to Me in Poetry. Oh, Jesus, that was bad. Um, <laughs> no, this was poorly written, poorly directed, poorly executed. Um, like Poor I understand the the inspiration to set Othello in you know a high school basketball thing. Like I can understand where that idea would come from. Okay, and I can see how it might be executed decently. But this is like they had the idea and then it just started to fall apart. Um, <laughs> Damn. And yeah, just none of it worked. And it was 
it was the typical, I'm going to insert some really overt racism to feel edgy type of exploitation bullshit. But it was really not that edgy. It was more like, like just like how um, Marvin said, read, it's like, more the glazed reviews over. And stuff, there were all these scandals around it. Cause it's like, was there? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Honestly, their usage of the N-word with a hard R, mm-hmm. like Charon said, felt edgy in mm-hmm. the same way I use cunt. Right, as edgy. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of there. Yeah, like I don't think like I I agree. Like it's not an acceptable word, but I'm still going to use it if it like if if it fits the merit. Well, it's not that it didn't necessarily fit in, but between that and then the overt sexualization um, of racism, especially in the bedroom talk and everything, it was like this was a white guy oh, getting yeah. his jollies off on being able to say this shit on film and write this shit where it didn't necessarily need to be done as it was to serve the plot. You know, and you're right. And I kind of like how we were discussing earlier. Would this been the same scandalous shit if Quentin Tarantino did something like that? Right. Hmm. Yeah, think about that. I mean, I think Tarantino probably really gets off on saying it too. Oh, he totally does. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like Look at Django Unchained. Great movie, great, great movie, and I think it does justice. That one I do, and I don't think the the violence was as over the top as it was in others, Uh right? Um, It was more fitting, but this one, it was just like, you know, somebody finally got permission to... Yeah, something about it feels off, whereas... Yeah, Tarantino. It's true to the form, you know, and yeah. everything's over the top. Mm-hmm. But um, this yeah, this fine. was more like, ooh, this is my chance to get to to say this. Like, I'll like, write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it did come down to that. I think I'm lying. Right, right. And if I ever get an award, I'll use it during the award ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like I either use it in the award ceremony or I use it in like the most poignant scene ever. Right. I gave it a one point five because I thought this movie it, it is a, it was I I assume this was a starter for a lot of those actors. I mean I, I know they got they got a chance to actually work with Martin Sheen, so that actually it well yeah. I, I think a few of them know who he is. Yeah. Wow. I, no. Really? I'm, I had I to think, think a few about. Might the, know who he is. Yeah. No. But I'm He's saying the head of a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Show some respect on that name. I mean, he was. I think was West. No, <laughs> like West, he only, and Repo Man was West He only had a son who had HIV. <laughs> but no. But Show this some all, this respect. All, this all pre. It's not. It's not shine. That's Joe. That's um. That's um Charlie Sheen, and then also I mean, that's I mean just saying these are all pre things of the uh, the um, HIV and all the nonsense. It's all pre, so they had the only. I, I still I think, think Creeper Man what, is a was brilliant we, film. Was West Wing out yet? Or no, that was West Wing was out in the the two thousand. Okay, so this was wow. This is. It's almost like this Martin Sheen downfall moment. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he started it like right after this because I want. Yeah. I got real into West Wing when I was in grad school. So right. that was I early like, I feel like this wasn't the film to like break out any of those stars. Like, no, this was Green Lantern. 
Yeah, exactly. This that was guy the agree. Like high school romance, Green yeah, Lantern. Like wow. ten things I hate about you, like Julia Stiles starred mm-hmm. in. Like that was like also the other Shakespearean right. movie. Right. That was nineteen ninety nine. Oh, was like what two thousand one. Two thousand one. Well, technically shooting at the same it was time. Shooting at the same time as the. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I keep forgetting so, that. Well. Because I was that. also about to say Black Hawk Down was also 2000. Three out, three out of nine. Yeah. That's a fail. That's a hard fail. <laughs> oh, movie, that's a hard fail. This Avoid movie's this movie. budget was $5 million. Its box office was $19,210,835. A lot of fucking money. Boo. I'm disappointed in you, 90s. <laughs> but I also understand why you did this. Let's see. Only award that guy um, given was Mackay Pfeiffer's. Uh, um, he had we the sorry black... you had to work with this many fucking white people. <laughs> yeah. he, got, he got nominated. If you want to see him like wa- like act in a good movie, watch any movie he's done with Spike Lee at least. Yeah. So, okay. He's only he's only been nominated in the, as the black actor in um, the Black Reel Awards. It said also won. Yeah, like the I said, the, sorry you had to work with this many bad white people. The director won the Golden Space Needle Award at the at the Seattle International Film Festival. Seriously, <laughs> were, were, were there Dude. no other movies in the category, or is the Space Needle just like a giant finger? Seriously. That's disappointing. You no, know, the funny thing you actually said when you said the racist thing, it says here that, that one of the references from the Encyclopedia of Racism films. <laughs> American films. Racism American films. Yep. Uh, so because this is of course. basically edgy. <laughs> is it really though? It's is like it? the edgelords of comedy now who think rape jokes and, and racist jokes are still so funny and then go drink their PBRs and, and sulk. Yeah. So, the cast members played different characters of Othello. Odin, James, Othello. Obviously. I go was Hugo. De, um, um, Des, Desmond, Medina, Desdemona. Desdemona was Desi. So he wasn't very subtle is what we're... No. Yeah. No. The only person that he basically kept the same was uh, Michael. Because Michael Castle was mm. the other one. Well, and then you have the Duke. Yeah. <laughs> And the Duke of the Duke of Vince, Venice, yeah, Venice, uh, Amelia, and then also Bianca. Mm-hmm. All person that wasn't on there was AJ's character, the drug dealer. Yeah, there was no. There was, well, I mean, they needed some way to spice up the movie <laughs> and work in drugs, like this black guy in this. We got to put oh, in some wait. drugs. Yeah, exactly. Also a big and issue. let's get the guy Crack. from Fridays to play that. Yeah, uh, I I think. <laughs> I think he's had an opportunity to get on a movie. Like, hey, you want to go on the movie? Yeah, I do. Hey, I'm Either way, this whole movie was a mess. Yeah. Okay. He should have been paid an exposure instead. So, would you recommend this movie? No. Just watch a Tarantino film. <laughs> you don't have to finish the sentence. No. <laughs> if you want to hear the NWRB used... In a better light from a white director, or just hear it from Tarantino. At least he, he doesn't do it any better. <laughs> that is true. Doing doing any better. Online gaming group. That, that is true. <laughs> but at least he uses the word in all its warts and all. It's still all like he he treats the word with a modicum of respect that this director. Well, this was now. in the south. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even respect, but like its full level of intensity is the better word. I'm, I'm more surprised with the errors they they basically filmed. It. I was like, okay, this is supposed to be Charleston. Where's the black? Where's the where's the bad neighborhood? <laughs> also, prep school, prep school. That's co-ed bullshit. Oh no, there's a lot of co-ed. Lot like really? That. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Thank God for public school. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you see, we basically gave this movie three out of nine. Better than Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> out of all Shakespeare movies, you know, eh, does the modern make it a little better or worse? This was definitely worse. Depends. No, this was definitely worse. Depends. If you want to watch a better Shakespeare movie, any of them. That's any of them. Ten things modern? I hate about you. Yeah. Is that better than oh um, Romeo God. and Juliet? I love Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I thought it was brilliant. But I like Baz Luhrmann in general. I'm seeing a thought here. What? Should we see one more Shakespearean movie or should we go on to some poetic movie I could do next? either of them or both yeah, of them. For whatever. Oh, okay. I think that's our next ones, folks. I am Sharon Smith and... Please check our media, social media on. Tw- I'm on Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter. Tweet, tweet, bitches. <laughs> on Twitter, I am on Instagram, and I am on Facebook under I am Big Z. That is I A M B I C Z I N E. Give me your social medias, Marvin. Yeah, you can find me on IG at StarvinMarvin09. But more importantly, you definitely want to follow Iambixine on Twitter. We are Twitter exclusive. What can you say about that, Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Auntie Vice. You can find me at Auntie Vice on most social media, AuntieVice.com, LoveLettersToAUnicorn.com. And in May, I will be teaching uh, with Blackthorn Dungeon again at Black-Thorn.org on In Sickness and in Health, Loving Somebody with a Chronic Illness. Mm. How succulent. Oh, gosh. Okay. So... Just let you know, the next movie we will do will be a, either a Shakespearean or we got something on the list that we can basically pull out. Not the list. <laughs> that we can really use. If anything, we should get Auntie Vice to choose the movie again. She's on a pretty good batting average. Really? What's that? What was the, what is it? 40-year-old so, version. Yeah, that was great. What else? And Window Horses. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll pull one up and we'll see. Check again. us back again. We will be back with another. It's still it's still poetry month. Go out there and do some poetry. Peace. Get high, I do poetry. That's all that matters. <laughs> Literally.